hello and welcome to Reader's Book Corner. I'm your host, Teresa Beasley, and today I'm speaking with the talented Brianna Green. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Wonderful, wonderful. So um, tell me a little bit about your writing and publishing journey. So I've always really loved writing. I used to write short stories in my journal in elementary school and just used to enjoy <laughs> it so much. Like, I just look back on those days and just think, like, it's crazy that I actually have books out now. And I used to love to read as well. So it's just, it kind of made sense. And so I actually started writing my sophomore year at Harvard. And I really didn't know what I was doing, but I knew I had a story that I wanted to tell. And so I started writing to see how it would come about. Definitely took a lot of prayers and hard work, but when I finally <laughs> finished the story, I was like, oh, wow, this actually came together quite well. So I published my first book and it was 2017. I chose a self-publishing route because I felt like it was best because I didn't have a lot of professional writing experience. And then mm-hmm. I think I was thinking that it was the best way as like a young writer to kind of just like get my feet wet and get my name out there. And it's honestly been a joy, like just seeing people actually read my book and tell me that they like it because it's just, <laughs> it's so surprising to me because I'm like, you like what I wrote? Like, wrote? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it shocking when people tell you that? You're like, really? You really like what I wrote? <laughs> like you actually like this? Because it's like, I feel like as writers, sometimes we're like super critical of our work. And then when yes. someone tells you like, actually enjoyed it you're just like what like you like this and then sometimes you look back on like oh that's terrible like I hate I even wrote that but people like it somehow somehow yeah (laughs) so now (laughs) what genre do you mainly write in so I mainly write in young adult fiction and my series you can kind of classify it also as Christian fiction too because Mm -hmm. yeah like one of my main goals for like writing I wanted to like connect the word of God to young people so, and I also just feel like there was a gap in that genre too. So I kind of wanted to fill that gap in a way. Yeah. So like, tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind your King High series. So when I was thinking about the series, at first in my mind, I had like these characters. I'm like, I want to create like a diverse friend group because I also love reading books from multiple perspectives. So I mm-hmm. thought that would kind of be cool to incorporate in my own works. And I also just wanted to have characters that, people can kind of see themselves in. So that's why I also thought it was kind of important to have these characters have different backgrounds, different personality types and have them go through different issues too, just because like readers, they want to see themselves in the characters. So as I started writing, I just found like new situations to put the characters in while also (laughs) incorporating like scripture, the word of God, because that that was my ultimate message too. So yeah, that was really my inspiration. And I also just wanted something that could, go on longer than just one book I knew immediately that I wanted to write a series because oh okay it's my reading series (laughs) (laughs) so you already knew at the beginning that you were going to make it a series yeah I I knew that right away because even as I was writing like there were some situations that I wanted to put in the first book but I was like no that would definitely be great for a second book and even even now still like I I, I even think ahead to like third and fourth books too. But mm-hmm. yeah, I immediately knew I wanted to make it a series because I wanted people, and especially with this first book, to really kind of get to know the characters in King mm-hmm. How to Fall and yeah. then just kind of see like how they really are and then kind of set the stage for like a book two, book three, because I want them to be able to connect to the characters and really get to know who they oh. are and actually care about the things that they do. Right, right. So now some of your characters have unique names like love, truth, and mercy. 
was your strat was what was the strategy behind those names and the meaning behind that? You know, that actually wasn't even intentional. I think the first time somebody brought that up to me was at my first book talk. And I was like, oh, I didn't even realize that, you know, all of these could have like biblical meanings. And, <laughs> and then, but like, I was also really happy that they brought that up because as I'm writing like this, like I was, as I was writing the second book and as I'm working on the third book, I kind of thought about it'd be kind of cool to tie in their names with the thing that they desire the most in right. their life. So right. that'd be a cool kind of way to just incorporate that. But to be honest, the names really didn't have any meaning. I just told <laughs> names that I like. <laughs> so um, you kind of answered this before about um, there's going to be more books in this series. Um, but do you think at some point you would like branch off and put them at a different part in their life? Because right now they're in high school. Yeah, they're in so, high school. They're sophomores yeah. in high school. And of course, I really want that. I think that's why I also wanted to write a series too, because, you know, starting them off like pretty young in high school, and I think it'd be really cool to see how they progress into like their senior year, mm -hmm. into their college years, and even into their adult years, maybe. Because once you really care about characters like that, I think as a reader, you really want to see like how they turn out, like based on the right. things they make. And I think as a writer, it'd be so cool to just show that progression, show like the ups and downs and how life has a way of changing you. Because I even even now only two books in I feel like the characters who they were at the beginning of the story like they're just they've grown so much in just a short amount of time yeah, and they did. also just in, in the future too I would love to branch out and just incorporate some of the college years of the other characters that I have like the older characters in my story because if you remember like they have siblings too who are seniors yeah, that are seniors school. yeah so that's a really important year too because I look back on my senior in high school and just like that year like getting into college and everything mm -hmm. that goes along with that along with that and look you don't really see a lot of those in like in books yeah and, and actually doing like the college kids. application and right, doing the college visits and it's stuff so like challenging. that and I just want like our my readers to be seen, like to feel seen in these characters. So incorporating real life situations like that that you typically don't see in stories, I feel like it would be really beneficial. Yeah. Now, um, is it Love's sister that's the senior that actually does the ministry at the That's at Mercy's the sister, yes. Mercy sister. I always got the and then Love's brother, stuff. yeah. Okay. Who are yes. also dating. Yeah, that they're dating and then they do like yes. I love the fact that they did the um the um ministry stuff at the um church with the, yes. the youth with that the youth. was honestly one of my favorite scenes to write yeah that was fun to me i really liked that part like you said before your books touch on like topics and issues that you know such as peer pressure there's like financial problems how important would these particular um messages in your book because i noticed they that they're like real life stuff yeah, because I, I want the characters to go through real life stuff because readers, like we all go through real life stuff, like peer pressure, family problems, financial issues, like we all go through those things in life. And sometimes, especially like as a young adult, it's hard to know how to navigate those things. Yes. But if you see someone else experiencing it, whether it's in real life or through books, I feel like you have the opportunity to learn from them and I want that to be shown throughout my books like my characters they clearly aren't perfect I want to show them messing up so people can see the effects of messing up and I also want them to see that 
you know, you might not always get everything right, but you can lean on your friend group. Like, I want that friend group to be really yeah. strong. I, I want that to be shown in the pages to encourage my readers to do the same. And also lean on God, too, because I think that was why I really wanted to incorporate prayers throughout the chapters mm -hmm. to kind of show people, like, how you can pray throughout situations like this. Yeah. That they're encountering. yeah. Which is which was my next question, because God and religion is is fully present in the series from the two books that I've read, which I love mm -hmm. because and you did say was I don't know if I can't remember if you said that or not, but was that intentional when you started writing the series or was yes. it just placed on your heart to put that in the series? I think it was a little bit of both because before I began to start writing, I already knew that I wanted to incorporate like God in the books in some way because a lot of the books that I really enjoy reading that just really stood out to me, like just looking back on the books I used to read in high school were mm -hmm. like Christian fiction books. Mm -hmm. So I, of course, I wanted to have a series like that of my own that just followed these really cool characters and showing how they pursued their relationship with God too. So it was very intentional. And also as I was writing, I just, figured out like more ways that I can kind of incorporate it while also yeah. not seeming like too preachy because I know some people like kind of run away from books like that yes <laughs> yes, like, yes like beating God do. over my head yeah. like I don't want to read this but I want my story to be like entertaining as well but also have that God element too yeah and I think you did a very good job at that um incorporating that in the books yeah I really did I do and I um and like I said, that favorite part of mine was when they were teaching the children's ministry, um, yes. the two seniors. And, and so the future, I, I hope to incorporate more scenes like that too, because yeah. that was honestly probably that's honestly been probably one of my favorite scenes throughout my series so far. Yeah, thinking. because it was a teaching moment, and it was yeah. it was very educational. That moment right there in that book in the book was very educational as they were teaching the kids. Right. So I really, really. I was like, see, people should do this more often in the <laughs> Exactly. It was like, we need more of that. Like, more, especially that, in the youth. Dialogue, especially mm -hmm. like between youth, because like, I feel like our youth go through so much and sometimes they don't really have like the space to just be open about what they're experiencing. But having somebody that's like older that you can look up to, having them actually share their experiences mm -hmm. with you, like there's, like, it can save you a whole world of problems because like, you learn like through the mistake that they made or right. whatnot. Just take that wisdom in and apply it to your own life, and it just it affects yeah. you in a major way. Which I think is important to have certain messages in in books that right. people can pick up on and say, "Hey, you know, I did that. Oh, so if even if I did mess up, she fixed hers, so maybe I can fix mine too. You know, even though right. I made this like mistake. makes you not feel as alone in your struggle. Yeah, yeah, it makes you feel like okay, I'm not the only person that does something goofy or stupid right <laughs> especially at that age too because I feel like like my early like adult years and just my teenage years like a lot of the time I'm just like what the heck am I even doing like <laughs> just thinking, like am I the only one going through this but you know we all go You're like what was I thinking okay yes this, especially when you look back on some of the stuff you did when you were oh younger it's like yes. okay what was I thinking that was like really dumb to do <laughs> Right. <laughs> and it's like we can look back on that now and say that, but in the moment it moment. made the most sense for us to do. Yes. We were like, okay, yeah, we're doing this. <laughs> yes. Instead on doing whatever that thing was. Yes. Because we, Cause we you... thought we knew best. Because <laughs> we thought we knew what we were doing back then. <laughs> yes. And I feel like that's even like me and my adult years now. It's like the things that I do, it's like I'm I'm doing the best I can, but like a few years from now, I'll, I'll probably be like, Girl, what were you even doing? I thought we just figured <laughs> things out as we go. As we get older, we yeah. just really figure sometimes, it out. But sometimes when you're figuring out things when you're as you go, you learn a lot more. 
when you're doing that. I, I um, truly believe it. So I do believe at some point you do learn a lot more when you're just like kind of winging it. <laughs> yes. And also it's a lot less stressful sometimes when you just wing it as well, because in my life, I've been like so much of a planner and when things are go to, according to my plan, I get like easily stressed out. But yes. When I'm able to go with the flow. I just feel so much better and things just work out because, you know, I have not, not such set plans and I'm just like trying to stick to it. I just kind of let things happen organically. Yeah. And, and you just have faith that, that, you know, you have faith that it's just going to work itself out. So exactly. Having yeah. that faith is definitely mm-hmm. important. You can't like stress over a lot of stuff too. A lot of stuff. Yeah. Some stuff stressing over is just not worth it. I'm like, you know what? I have faith. It's going to work out. But we're just going <laughs> to go with it. <laughs> exactly. That's, like, that's a hard lesson to learn, especially like when you're young. And I think that's something that my characters definitely face because a lot of the stuff that they typically stress out about in my story, like it's like stuff that I look back on now, like you're stressing about this for no reason at all. But it's kind of cool to show it on the page because when you go back to like your young adult mind, like in, in that time, it might seem like the most important thing, like life or death to you. But mm-hmm. when you look back on the letter, it just wasn't that big of a deal. But in that moment, it is. It was. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, you did um you did go to Harvard. So did you st- did you study? Um, I believe it was psychology. I studied psychology. Yes. But I did get my master's from Emerson College in fiction writing and publishing. Yes, yes. Okay, yes. I remember that. Yeah. So um, do you think that the psychology um helped you incorporate in your books what you needed oh, for the characters? Sure. Most definitely. Like I honestly love learning how people's minds work. And it's been cool using the things that I've learned in school to put into my characters to like really get into their heads because yeah. I honestly feel like that's one of the hardest parts about being a writer, just making sure like on the pages you're showing what's actually going on in the characters' heads and like what's motivating their actions. And I think that's one of the fun parts about writing too, because yeah, you can have like all these like interesting plots, but what really connects with readers is like the internal battles that the characters that are the going characters through. have, right? Yeah. And the psychology <laughs> piece really does help with that. So yes, even though it might not seem like the typical career path for somebody that studies psychology, being a writer, it like having that psychology background really has been helpful. Yeah, I interviewed another author, and he was saying that too that um, his psychology degree kind of helped him flesh out his characters. Right. So I think it does. It does help. Because you don't want your characters all to be, you know, exactly alike when you're you writing. You don't. You really you don't. Be different. So, yeah, the psychology can't help in, you know, getting the personality and the mental stuff. Yeah, getting correct. all that right. Because I think that's honestly the most important part of the story. Because as long as, like, especially for me as a reader, as long as I'm able to connect with the characters that I'm reading, like, about on, like, a mental level, it does, I'm mm-hmm. going to say it doesn't matter what they go through throughout the story. The plot is less important as long as I have that connection with the characters, because that's what's going to keep me coming back, reading more. back to them. Yeah. So do you feel that you're more character driven when you're writing than plot driven? You know, if you would have asked me this question a couple of years ago, I definitely would have said I'm more plot driven because in my mind, before I start a story, I kind of already have an idea of what I want to happen. And then over time, I begin to think more about how do I want these events to transform the characters. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now I kind of approach my stories from that angle, but initially I definitely was more plot driven. But that also helped me really understand the characters too, because when I had all these ideas of things that I wanted to happen to these characters, 
initially I didn't know exactly how they were going to react to it. It's like, <laughs> it's just like, you <laughs> figure it out as you go. It's like, you put right. the characters in these situations. You're like, oh shoot, what is she going to do now? Oh, what's going to be interesting? Like, but, and then how that affects them mentally. Yeah. <laughs> like, but think about all their motivations. Like, what motivated that character? Like, you have to think about it in like the reverse order. <laughs> right. Or what would she do if this happened? Yeah. What would he do if this happened? Like, how yes. does that impact them? <laughs> right. How will, how is it going to impact them and how they're going to get out of this particular situation that I've exactly. written them into? So, yeah, they get we to kind of figuring it out as you go as a writer. It's like, it's like I always try to have like some sort of plan that I mm-hmm. have when I go into writing my stories, but then right. I look back at my outline and realize, like, oh, I deviated from this a lot because the characters made choices that I didn't even know they were going to make, <laughs> even though I'm writing it. <laughs> I do that all the time. I wrote this long outline and uh-huh. I get to writing and then I go back and I was like, oh, I haven't looked at my outline. Let me go check the outline. So I go to the outline. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is like totally that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> that was not supposed to happen. I was so way left from the outline. I was like, it's, okay. fun. it's fun that way, too. It's like it's good to have that plan. But the beauty of writing is just allowing it to take you where Word. it wants to mm-hmm. take you. But right. if you're like stuck to a plan, like that could be at the detriment of your story because you're so focused on like let make forcing things to happen instead of just letting it happen. Yeah, naturally. Yeah, yeah. So I I've gotten to the point where now I just write like a little like bullet point kind of outline, but I don't because I know eventually I'm not gonna stick to it. So yeah. I'll just do it <laughs> and I might bullet point like maybe the first ten chapters and then I get into the flow. And then I'm like, okay. And then I just kind of let it just go. <laughs> That's kind of similar to what I do too. It's like I I have my bullet points too. I don't really take a lot of time to outline. Like I just mm-hmm. have like I usually start with like a chapter and then like what is the mm-hmm. big event or a big thing that's happening in this chapter and then go write it. Mm-hmm. And I usually have an outline like beginning to end, but like that middle piece is what often changes the most because usually with the way I write, I, like this might sound very just crazy but I usually write the <laughs> endings first because I usually know how I want the stories to end like when I have them like started and then I just try to go from the beginning and then like finish the end and then work everything in the middle <laughs> to get from that beginning to end which probably is why it's taking me so long to finish the third book but you know I think it's fun just kind of figuring out how things are gonna go so you kind of wait to do the middle part. You do the ending first, then the beginning, then you get the middle. Yes. <laughs> and just talking about it, it really just seems kind of crazy. But for some reason, it just seems to work because the ending is like usually the the part that just what really spurs the idea for me. Like, like what do I want like the outcome to be? And then, it's But, like you know, I know I know a couple of people that write the ending and then they kind of work themselves up to that ending. So they'll write the ending first and they'll be like, OK, what happened? For me to get to this ending part and then they'll write backwards so then they'll write yeah. all the stuff that you know would make I, them I love I love doing that it's so fun oh my god I thought that I think that would be hard to get you know, to the... it seemed like it'd be harder than what it is but when you do it it's just like you already kind of know what you want to happen so it kind of makes the other stuff kind of just like you, you kind of already have an idea of like how you want it to go. How so you want to get really there. Hard, but mm-hmm. sometimes like I think the hardest part for me is just like identifying where that can there can be holes. And also mm-hmm. sometimes I can get really stuck to that ending. And as I feel in the middle parts, the ending doesn't really make sense given like, like everything oh, else that's happening. Yeah. 
I think that's something I realized lately with book three, which is going to be called Homecoming. I had an initial ending that I've like been stuck with for like maybe a year or two. And a couple of weeks ago, I changed it like a bit. Oh. Early. I was like, oh God, so that's going to change because <laughs> that was unexpected. Especially since you've had that ending for so long. Yes, like I've literally been working on this book. I think I started it, it had to have been in 2019, it was shortly after I released the second book. So I've been stuck with that ending for a couple years now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. And you're like, uh-oh, I changed it's like it. like the character can make one little choice and it changes everything because that's literally what just happened. Yeah. Like a change of yeah. choice and it changes everything. And that happens a lot. It's just one of them does yeah. one thing and then you're like, oh man, now I got to go change all I these chapters. All this stuff. And the thing different. is like when the, when you when you feel led to make choices like that as a writer, it's just like, gosh, like I initially think I, I don't want to go back and change all this, but I think it'll be the, for the benefit of the story. And sometimes yeah. you, you got to sacrifice it. Yeah, you got to sacrifice it. a lot of time it. writing something, you have to like delete it <laughs> or just like move it somewhere else. Like that hurts me because I'm like, yeah. I'm just so attached to my writing sometimes, but yeah. you just really got to let it happen like that because it's going to be for the best of your interest of your story. Story. Yeah, I did that. I had got the whole draft done and I went back and read through it again. And mm -hmm. there was like five chapters that I was like, okay, this doesn't make sense. So we're right. gonna... so I had to delete yeah, those out. <laughs> I had to scrap those chapters. And start again. I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to And be I always try to save them. I have like this one document <laughs> that is like my writer's dump where I just like take chapters that I've like previously taken from other like stories and just stories throw and them stuff. all in one space. So I, I feel less bad about deleting them. <laughs> all right. I have like the junk file. Somewhere, you know, like you're not fully yeah. in the trash, but you're like, you're still in the dump. You're just on the sidelines <laughs> right now. You just can't right. get in the game. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so now are you um I know you said that you used to read a lot are you still an avid reader you know that's been the hardest part like oh well not the hardest part but like one of the most difficult things about being an adult is like sometimes you just don't have a time to read and mm -hmm. I know I used to enjoy reading so much as a kid like I could easily read like two or three books in one week and now I'm amazed if I can finish like a book a month and <laughs> I've been trying to get more into reading and I've read like eight nine books this year so far which is like really good for me because I think last year I read like six but yeah I'm finding my love for reading again Read and honestly That's think it's going to impact my writing in a major way too just like being up to date on like all the trends and just making sure yeah. like I still have like my mind fresh and open to like open what's, to yeah, yeah which like, is good to do. do. Um, I said that is good to do. Just being fresh with it. I can't. I have to have a book with me at all times. I'm constantly and that's, reading. And that's how I used to be. I used to always carry like a book in my purse, like whatever. I always had a book on me. And like, I want to get back to that because it, reading is just such a good escape. Like there's it so much is. going on in the world and like technology honestly has taken over, but being able to like balance that with just a book, like it, it's just. Yeah. Um, reading for me is like relaxation. I can, right. you know, cause I work a nine to five and after leaving work, I just need to decompress. When I get home. Like really helps you wind yeah. down. Like I, I love reading down. at night for that very reason. Yeah. Yeah. So then I have to read a little bit and then I might write a little bit, but right before I go to bed, I at least read a couple of chapters. And that could be the problem too. Cause like, and I noticed I've been really getting into books and then I'll say like one more chapter, one more chapter and I'll be up all night trying to finish the book. Like I was reading allegedly and that's how yes. it happened. Oh, I got so into that book and I was like, I got to finish this tonight. <laughs> 
That book was crazy. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Yes. And I don't have the urge to reread books often, but I feel like with Tiffany D. Jackson's books, every time I get to the end, I'm like, I could have seen this all along, but mm -hmm. now I want to go back and read it just read to it. Like all the hints that I probably yes. missed. And that's exactly what I did with Allegedly. I was like, wait a minute, how did I, I miss this? I have to do that too. I was like, how did I miss this? Oh. Yes. Like, it's beautiful how she just has you so enwrapped in this character that you actually believe the character's lies. <laughs> yes. Yes. You do. Yeah. Oh. That is my favorite book by her. And I've bought all her books because I just love her yeah. writing. But allegedly, her writing style is so yes. it's so amazing. Like the way right. she captures like the characters and just mm -hmm. seeing like their transformation and just yeah. like the, the plot twists are crazy. Yes. I love, and that's mainly why I read her books because of her plot twist. And I was right. so invested in Mary in that book. I was so team Mary. Like I but, was definitely rooted for her, but then you yes. get to that last. Then chapter, you get to so that last like, chapter, Mary. What the heck? <laughs> you're like what? I mean, like, I was Mary, sitting I on the couch. Be for you like this. Yes. <laughs> I was sitting on the couch with my mouth open, like I was. What? I was literally shook when I got to the end. I was like, "Did this really just happen?" Happened to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like I want to have that effect on readers too. Like, yes. how can I do this? <laughs> yes, I swear. I love her writing. Her her twist. Her twist. She is so great at doing those twists. Exactly. It's like a lot of books, like they have plot twists, but they don't really flow as naturally as mm -hmm. she writes them. Like, like the way she does it is like truly a gift of some sort. And yes, oh my gosh. yes. After I read that book, I was sitting on the couch with my mouth open, like, did that just? Did that like, just? I happen? cannot believe it happened that way. Like, yeah, like, I, it's been a couple of days, and I'm still kind of still shook. thinking. I was <laughs> I'm the still same like, way. Trying to process everything I just read. <laughs> yes, I was the same way. <laughs> Yes, I definitely have to finish like some more of her books because I've read allegedly I read Grown and I read Monday's Not Coming. Mm -hmm. I think those are the only three I've read by her, but all of them are like so great. Yes. Yeah, I love her books. So share with readers what's next for Brianna Green. What's next? So as, as you know, I have been working on my series. So mm -hmm. the third book in the series, it should be out late this year or early next year. That's my goal. Yay. But I've also written another book too that is basically done but the, you know I just got to finish up like some editing and I need to get a cover artist and all that yeah. but hopefully that book is going to be out this fall that's my goal it's going to be called Goodbye Love it's a book oh. that I I wrote when did I start writing this book I think I started writing this in 2019 too it came from an idea and I kind of put it on the back burner just to try uh -huh. to some more but I kept coming back to this story idea so I use that as part of my master's thesis as well. So I've been working oh. on this, that story for a while too. And I'm ready for the world to see it because honestly, I think that's my favorite book so far. Like I love uh. my series, but <laughs> this book is definitely my favorite. Um, it's a standalone book, which was different for me. And I think it was able, it allowed me to like really fully get into the characters. So I right. wanted to show like, this is like the, the one shot to get to know them. So like put it all here. <laughs> so I'm really excited about that book, but it, sh it should be out in the fall time. Yeah, I hope people really like it. Okay. So the me. fall of this year? The fall of this, this year. year. Okay. Hopefully. Okay. I just really need to stick to that schedule. <laughs> <laughs> and can you tell listeners where to find you and your books? Of course. My books are on Amazon. If you search for King High the Fall, King High Dilemma, Brianna Green, it should pop up. And Brianna is spelled B-R-I-U-A-N-A. 
And I'm also on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. My it's all Brianna Green. And my Twitter is Breathe the Author. <laughs> Wonderful. One different way. <laughs> You're one different way. <laughs> yeah. So maybe one day I'll actually change it. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you for coming on and talking with me today. It's been a pleasure having you here on the podcast. And I want to thank you. You have to come back when the next book comes out. (laughs) Yes, yes, because I can't wait. When your new book comes out, if you do release it in the fall, we'll have to bring you back on for that, too. Yes, please. I I can't wait to read that one. So I want to thank listeners for tuning in today. And remember, if you have an indie book or an indie art that you would like, to recommend to the podcast, feel free to email me at tabeasley at arbookcorner.com. You can connect with A Reader's Book Corner on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at A Reader's BC. Until next time, happy reading.